0: friends and welcome to beyond damascus the show where encounter meets mission my name is brad Piron. i'll be the host for today's show and i'm joined in studio by my two friends and brothers in christ dan Dematte and aaron richards gentlemen
1: hello brad how the we games doing games
0: begin let the games, let be the
2: games begin i'm feeling good about today I, uh, I don't really know why. Have uh, <laughs> you ever but, not felt good about today, Brad? I uh, feel like that's a no, grace on your life to feel good about today. I think so, too. I also
0: think I've started every episode I've hosted with, I feel good today. Um, with that, I'm feeling good enough to take a question. But before we get there, uh, if you're joining us for the first time, this is the show where Encounter Meets Mission. We at Beyond Damascus desire for everyone to live a life that changes lives. And, in fact, we found a sponsor for this show that wants to help us live lives that change lives so we're not just a show about mission we're a show Mm -hmm. on mission and we have a generous benefactor who's willing to give ten dollars for every subscriber we get this season so that could and should be you because we want to send a kid to our flagship program catholic youth summer camp so their life can be changed and so they can go out and change lives from an impacted summer which would be awesome. So join us uh, through that. So subscribe to us and that'll allow you to stay up to date with all of our new episodes. But for this episode, we're going to throw it over to Jack, our producer, who's going to let us know the question of the week. Yeah, of course, Brad. The question for this week is, how do I bring Jesus to people I don't know without being weird? (laughs) That's the best addendum ever. So wait, can you read it one more time, Jack?
1: That's my favorite question.
0: How do I bring Jesus to (laughs) people I don't know Without being, without weird. being weird. Good. Good. I like that. Um, it's actually funny cause Aaron Ara, uh, mm-hmm, I was mm-hmm, going through our mm-hmm. house rules recently and the number one house rule at Damascus is don't, don't be, be weird. weird. And it was altered weird. by you. Can you give a little background? Why? How did that earn number one? You know? Like the first amendment's an important amendment, you know, like the first. Yeah,
1: it's probably, it probably came from a place of woundedness, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I no, didn't mean to go here, to. Here's the, I've, I've just seen, I've seen a good, I've, I've seen good move of God, good ministry so many times sabotaged because mm-hmm. someone couldn't make it past the fact that they didn't feel welcome. Mm. And uh, I I don't want to be a place that that turns people away before they get to the front door.
2: Like we want to be a charismatic community, but we don't want to be crazy Maddox. Like there's a lot of crazy people out there that like and they give the charismatics a bad rap. So if we're going to evangelize, if we're going to live life in the Holy Spirit, let's do it in a way that is supernatural, not abnormal. Like (laughs) Mm, (laughs) God wants to add. But okay, Brad, why don't you go first? This is the the two
0: cents. Get
2: it in the two. I'm
0: going to try to drop it. Tell me if you pick this up, Jack, I want people to hear it. Is that no? Okay, great. Um, but the question is, how do I how do I evangelize people I don't know without being weird? How do I bring Jesus to people I don't know without being weird? My answer is to find Jesus in them. So um, mm. w- when we. I've talked about this on on the show recently, actually, but uh, if we see Jesus as the fulfillment of all desire, then what we can know is that the desires people have ultimately are oriented towards the Lord. And so when we encounter someone, that's a unique, specific, and unrepeatable image of Jesus. And that person's been given different desires that are made to lead them to the Lord. And whenever we're in natural, uh, everyday conversations with people, we talk to them so that we can hear what is on their heart what's on their mind what they think about something do that the same way and as you're listening have a lens to see like what's the desire behind that right like what 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 makes this person tick what are they interested in yeah. and when we can find jesus in someone we're able to evangelize a person and not a concept see i think a lot of times like in in And maybe especially in Catholicism, because we have this rich tradition behind us, we can evangelize concepts. We can bring Jesus to concepts instead of bringing Jesus and evangelizing persons, like Mm -hmm. bringing it to the person in front of us. So we can hear what someone says and have an apologetic response because of how amazingly true the faith that we call ours is. But we want to make sure that in evangelization, we're working on conversion of heart. And that heart has desires and the person in front of us has desires. And when we can help them realize that that is in fact a good desire, but a place for it to be like, fully fulfilled isn't in necessarily what they're sharing right in that moment, yeah. but in the Lord and in the faith that we've called ours. Now, that transition, there's ways to not make that weird, but I think my two cents <laughs> will rest there with uh, find Jesus in that person by finding that person's heart and their desires and then evangelize and bring Jesus to the person, not to the concept you think the person represents.
1: And, and you do this so well, Brad, in your life. Thanks, you know, uh, You've shared, I think, a uh, mission momentum a time or two of like your desire just to go in to meet the person at the gas station mm-hmm. or to meet the person at the fast food restaurant. You were yeah. You were sharing today before we recorded that uh you've been hanging out at the local coffee shop down mm-hmm. in Centerberg and, and, and they, they know you by name, they know what you order and mm-hmm. like that that's a that's a great way to establish that. Yeah, thanks, brother. Relationship. Treat, a, treat
2: a person like a person, not like a potential convert. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. that's huge. I mean even the the idea of a, a conversation for a person to, to be loved, to be cared for, uh-huh. and then to converse, not just concepts. I, mm-hmm. I You guys mm-hmm. both do. We have a training uh, for our missionaries on theological discussions, and uh, you've both done the teaching. And one of the things I love the most about it when you guys teach is you talk about the there's always there's always a person behind the question. So if someone says something or if someone does something or if they ask something It's, you know, like our last question, last episode, that why do I need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit? There's something about that person behind that question asking that. It could be they want a theological answer. It could be they had a grandma who did bat, like was baptized in the Holy Spirit and was really hurt by it. There's like, you have no idea. And so getting to know them and not just jumping in like a puppy, like, like, I'm going to answer all your questions. I'm going to tell you everything you need to know about Jesus. But like, who are you and how can I love you? Yeah, that's good. I, I think there's a, there's an area uh, around this
0: particular question that I sometimes yeah, I do, when I hear it, I'm like, no, I, I don't think that has to be the case. But you'll hear a lot of times whenever people are teaching on evangelization that like we don't want to have an agenda. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, we definitely want to have an agenda, but there's a way to have an agenda that's not weird and is not forceful and is not manipulative. Like there's a way to have an agenda that's love. Because I actually know, we know, most of the people listening to this know, that Jesus is love, right? So my agenda when I encounter people is to bring them into the love of Christ, like, 100% I have that agenda, but there's a way to do that, that again, treats them like a person, not a project, right? Like they're not just someone I'm working on. They're someone Jesus wants way more than I do. But man, if we can get away from that language, because I think it discourages people that are zealous for Mm -hmm. the Lord. Like, no, I want you to have an agenda. Just not, don't be weird about it. Like everybody in the world, if they would know Jesus would live a more complete, whole and better life. Now, will that happen necessarily the next time I go to that coffee shop? Maybe even probably not. Yeah. But getting one step closer will be the goal, right? That's like beautiful. moving the needle forward is the goal. Help them. Realize. I
1: got. A, I got some some sense on the tip ah, of my tongue. So Dan, I good rebound. I want it. Okay, here we oh, go. I want to it's be funny. a backboard. Jesus, but I yeah. Jesus says in the Great Commission, "All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit." Mm teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you, and behold, I am I am with you always mm-hmm. to the close of the age. The, the book ends of this statement, right? That Jesus starts by saying, all authority on heaven and earth has been given to me, and then concluding, I am with you always to the close of the age. So, so we actually, we, we minister not from a place of begging, but from, actually from a place of authority, that, that our word, because Jesus walks with us, our word actually carries that same authority, that he, he commissions us, he gives us a taste of his authority, but we also see that the Lord isn't a bully, right? That that the Lord doesn't force His agenda on anyone. Yeah. But the Lord allows us to make a choice, right? That that authority comes from two sources. The first is from the commissioning of the Lord Jesus, and the second is actually from the permission of the individual. That you you can't force someone to be evangelized, right? <laughs> right. Right. It's, it's a it's a relationship that you engage in. So yeah, you can't be manipulated into conversion. Either. Yeah. So so uh, my my two cents is this, like. We have to we have to pursue the 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 tried and true uh, m- modes and methods of 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 social communication in order that we might actually earn the right to be heard in the course and the process of evangelization. so there's there's ways about this, but I think so many Christians unfortunately, are sabotaging themselves because um we've we've adopted a mindset that I don't need to work to be good at communicating because i'm right right and 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 when i when i don't work to actually be good at the process be effective rather maybe at the process of establishing relationship the message falls on deaf ears
2: yeah that's awesome that's so awesome Earn the right to be heard i don't know i i was i was thinking of the north american martyrs actually uh that they they went into this like to the savages to evangelize and but they didn't like. They didn't see fruit right away. They they adopted their customs. They came to understand their customs. And all missionaries, when you go to a foreign land, you don't just bring the good news. You first come to understand the people. And you and you adapt yourself to the people so that you can minister, communicate, and share the gospel in a way that they can receive it. Yeah. And-
0: yeah. There's there's also there's a power in regularity too. I, I use this phrase all the time. We were mentioned in the coffee shop. There, if you're gonna become a person that earns the right to be heard. You're a person that's present. You're a person that's present. Like the North American martyrs, they were present to these people. Like so present that they actually went home and came back. Right. And if you're someone that's like wondering like, yeah, like how do I earn the right to be heard? One of the ways, at least I think is be, be present, be regular. Right. Like when you're, when you're at that coffee shop and you see the same person that
2: you're ordering from every day, learn their name. You it know? is. I think it is kind of funny. And uh, I mean, I don't know. Like when you see the person that doesn't take care of themselves physically, trying to share with you about the good news of Jesus Christ, you're 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 almost like, well, get your life together, right? And or the person who, even the person who's like on the street corner, dressed up like to like to the nines, and now they're trying to proselytize. It's just like, wait, become more like casual. If you, it's almost it's interesting why different people take different approaches. Like I'm going to like act like i don't need to be presentable at all to share the good news or i'm gonna act like i am so presentable to share and i think sometimes it's just like all like be authentically you like just be you and like learn how to communicate yeah. how to relate how to love and and in that relationship people may receive you better yep you heard it here first you yeah. heard it here for yeah, what, what's that
0: what's Teaching that line is not it's, to be it's weird. the shepherd like smells like a sheep right like that's yeah. that's a concept there too it's like the shepherd is able to like the shepherd smells like the sheep and is therefore able to lead from well, within instead and, of.
2: And because I, I often think like, don't be weird, uh, but then I think about Saint Francis. I'm like, well, what did the people of his day think about him, and how do we? And I don't think so. He wasn't a weirdo, but he he was he was um, different, right? He was different.
0: You, That's you, what you it can was. be different, but not weird. Yes, and and like in again, like, <laughs> like no seriously, I'm ser- yeah. Like
2: there's something like you're marked different. All like, saints you- are different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, well, some of them are weird too, but that's okay. Like you can't become a, if you're weird, you can become a saint. Just try not to be a weird
0: saint, be a not weird saint. Okay, that's fine. My
2: two cents, my two cents. Okay, I think, um, so the question was, how do I bring Jesus to people I don't know without being weird? And I, how do I, I I think, I'll start with the story. So the first time I had a lot of missionary zeal. I think I was 18, 19, I, was, uh, I signed up to be a missionary with Net Ministries, and we were learning about evangelization. I remember it was our first night after this evangelization training that we had a free night, and we went to get ice cream. And as I was ordering my ice cream, I said to the person, I said, hey, do you know Jesus, and do you have a relationship with him? And the look on this guy's face was just like, I hate you he's like dude you're one of those people and got so frustrated and, mm-hmm. and i was like i walked away from that i did get my ice cream but i walked away i was like that did not work <laughs> and, and, <laughs> it didn't work we can say whatever we want about that it didn't work I used that's the at name least one above all names and i wanted to share the gospel <laughs> and with and that it guy did not work it didn't work and um and and I, I think it was just because I was like, it was treating him like a project. My end game was like, yeah. uh, like ah, okay, I'm going to tell someone about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And um, what I have found to be really useful for me is sharing the gospel with people I don't know without being weird is focusing on the people that the Holy Spirit highlights to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that when I I could go to the grocery store or I could go to the gas station, I could go go mm-hmm. out and share the gospel with anyone and everyone I see And I think sometimes, well, at least in my experience, that kind of Russian roulette gospel sharing hasn't been effective. But what has been effective is before I walk into Walmart saying to the Lord, Holy Spirit, if you want me to minister to someone, please highlight them. And and sometimes when I'm in Walmart, the Holy Spirit, just because I'm attentive to that, will highlight someone. And when I approach that person, nine times out of 10, that ministry is very, very effective. Um, sometimes the Holy Spirit doesn't highlight someone, and, and that's completely okay. Sometimes the Holy Spirit highlights someone, and I walk away from that without engaging them, and I have to actually physically turn back around and say, Holy Spirit highlighted that person, and I was, I, I just was uncomfortable, so I walked away, so I, I forced myself to go back. And I think Jesus, we see Holy Spirit highlighting in Jesus' ministry. Um, Zacchaeus is one of my favorite uh, stories in the gospel. You have this man, Zacchaeus who is short in stature and he's hiding in a tree. He's trying to hide himself. So he doesn't even he doesn't want to be seen. No one sees him. He the and yet Jesus sees him. Like so, and and Jesus in this huge crowd sees him, ministers to him and changes Zacchaeus's life. And not only that, but Jesus is so attentive to what the Holy Spirit's saying. He goes up to the stranger. So Zacchaeus is a stranger. Jesus calls him by name. He says Zacchaeus, right? That, that only the Holy Spirit could have done that. It was that word of knowledge from the Holy Spirit that highlighted Zacchaeus and Holy Spirit told, like through the Holy Spirit, Jesus knew Zacchaeus' name. We see this too in the call of Levi, right? In, in Mark 2, it says, once again, Jesus went along from the sea. All of the crowd came to him and he taught them. So Jesus is surrounded by a crowd. It says, as he passed by, he saw Levi. So, He's just walking around as he passes by in the midst of a crowd he's in Walmart right he's at the what as he passed by he saw Levi um, sitting at the customs post and he said to him follow me and he got up and followed him and so like Jesus is walking and passing by and he sees Matthew and he's uh, and he just simply says Matthew follow me and Matthew drops everything and follows him and so I think um, if we could pray that the Holy Spirit would highlight strangers to us, it's not weird when it's it's divinely ordained that we talk mm-hmm. to this person. And, and um and, and just be approachable and say like hey how are you doing? Like Holy Spirit is going to be in that conversation. I love that. Can you can you share with those listening like whenever the Lord highlights someone
0: to you. What what's that like practical what's that what's that experience like? What does it look like practically? Yeah,
2: I, um I, I think practically it's like they stick out for some reason, and my mm. my spirit just says that like you're supposed to talk to them, mm-hmm. and uh, and so and then when when you get a spirit of revelation, God says I want you to do this. You should also then ask, okay, Father, what do you want me to do about that? And mm-hmm. so so then I almost ask, okay, how do you want me to approach this person? and sometimes i look at their face and i'll see pain on their face and i'll just go up to them and say hey it looks like something's bothering you are you doing okay and it's amazing when you see someone and you acknowledge that it breaks something in them mm-hmm. and it opens a conversation or other times i'll just like i'll just simply say hey i was walking by and god put you on my heart for some reason like mm-hmm. is there something you want prayer for and so it's not a weird, that's no. actually not weird. People don't think that's weird. Like mm-hmm. they think it's weird if like you're targeting them. But if it's just like, I, I, I don't know why God did this. What's, yeah. what's going on? It, it, it's almost, uh, what do they call that? Authentic vulnerability. You're, yeah. you're, you, de- you, like, you take away a sp- like a spirit of pride, like I'm better than you. And you're mm-hmm. just kind of like, I'm curious. Are you doing okay? Yeah, there's
0: also an authenticity when we hold on loosely. 'Cause even yeah. in the way you presented that, it's like, hey, I was walking by and, and I felt like the Lord just wanted me to stop, you know? Like I'm not I'm not saying like I am always right in these circumstances. Yeah. Let me teach you here. It's really just this holding on loosely, like, hey, and I, I see
2: you. I've, and I've had moments where people literally within seconds are crying and yeah. then we're praying together. I also had I had God highlight someone one time. And they're like, this person is Jewish, and I want to reveal uh, the presence of God to them through the name of Jesus. I'm like, wow, that's a specific word. So I go up mm-hmm. to the the girl, and I'm like, hey, this may be a weird question. Also, acknowledging that it's weird yeah. is often not weird. Yeah. Like, this may be, I'm like, are you Jewish? <laughs> she's like, she laughs, and she's like, I am. I was like, I was praying, and God like, God told me that you were Jewish, and he just said like, he wanted you to know Jesus, and he wanted to reveal himself through Jesus to you. Would you mind if we pray right now for a revelation of G- of God through Jesus? And she said, "Yeah, let's pray." We prayed and I'm like, "Are you experiencing anything?" She's like, "I'm not experiencing anything." And I'm like, "Come on." And so I walked away from that like, "Okay, I had an end game of what it should look like." That I thought she was going to be like, oh, "I love Jesus." I have no idea why God wanted that to happen, but the word was true. She was Jewish, and and the word has to be the true that God wants her to encounter Him mm-hmm. through Jesus. And so, um, but when? Because that's when. the third question, right? Yeah. Is
0: like, what do you want me to do about it? And then when is He going to bring about yeah. that result? That's His, yep. not mine. Well, I also love that. Um, back to the first thing I asked you, Aaron. That when we when we actually state that it might be weird, what we're saying is it's going to be different. If yeah. we can go back to that kind of like interplay, it's like, Hey, this is going to be a little different, maybe outside of what you've experienced. But I also think that earns you the right to be heard because it it comes in again, just like it comes in so open I and, and people just experience that authentically. And like, it's like a sincere person's approaching me, you know, what are some other, um, ways that you guys have found that you can earn the right to be heard? So I said the power regularity. You were mentioning like just being open and holding on loosely and saying, like, "Hey, this might be weird, but I'm wondering if I someone's refuse to listening. answer
1: that because it's my mission moment oh." <sighs> Do you have any other thoughts? I I turned my back to to him. because I'll
2: I'll tell you what, honestly, Aaron really needs to work on how not to be weird. Like that moment (laughs) right there just got super weird. No, he's excited for the momentum, (laughs) man. Like, geez. uh... We're all growing, right? I think we want to be supernatural people who are operating in the natural. We don't want to be abnormal people who are like not being normal. And so like there's a difference between supernatural and natural. And normal and abnormal. I love it. Well, let's jump to Mission Momentum. Aaron, you want to kick us <laughs> off? I sure do. With mission
1: Momentum. I sure do. Uh, here's my challenge. I'd like to invite our our listeners, our viewers today, to have a conversation with somebody about something that interests them th- that you've been trying to evangelize. Mm-hmm. So, if I've been thinking like I really, I really want to introduce this person to Jesus. I really want to introduce this family member to Jesus. Let's spend some time actually asking the Lord, like, God, what makes this person's heart come alive? And how can I adopt that and, and care about the things they care about? Uh, I'll, I'll give a little more context from just, like, yeah. this is one of the things I used to do in youth ministry all the time and still do, that when I see somebody who, who uh, whether they're deeply integrated in community or whether they look like they're on the outside, and I see them expressing a passion for something unique and especially something obscure I'm like, my, my heart says, I want to make myself like the most excited about that thing ever, whether that's AI or comic books or, or random sci-fi stuff or anime, right? Uh, Like these things are great. They do have a certain appeal to my life, but my primary appeal is because I want to know the people who love these things.
2: Well, and just to testify, I've seen you throughout the years do that so concretely and people come alive and people who are hardened of heart and kind of, they, they come to a retreat or they come to an experience where they don't want to be there. Yeah. When you do that, it softens their heart and then they enter in. And so it is, it, it's not only an idea, it's something you do and it's a perspective it truly yeah. opens their heart yeah, the, the, the
1: only thing i don't talk about is sports because i hang out with brad yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> he's well, got I know I, he's guide. got that one covered well and that's actually such a good thing because when i meet someone who wants to talk about video games and i'm like i got nothing i'll <laughs> often say hey yeah. you should meet yeah. Aaron, and then introduce him to Aaron because because that relationality can happen but
0: but the reason if i can go to Aaron's mission momentum the reason you guys know that about each other though is because you've spent time in the interest of the other like when we're in relationship mm. you learn what the person likes what their desires are. I I love that. That's all right.
2: My mission momentum goes along with my two cents. Um, Ask God to highlight someone this week and then actually approach them. And so as you go about your day, just pray right now. Holy Spirit, highlight someone this week. And so like that simple and then be intentional with that throughout your days. And when God highlights someone and he will, because that's what he does, um, then just go up to them and start a conversation and and be open to um, praying with them in that conversation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mine's going to be tied into, I think, a
0: number of the themes we're talking about. But I've been just struck as we're speaking about the power of a name. So you were mentioning Zacchaeus earlier and like Mm. the the power of a name, Uh, Levi, Matthew, the power of a name. Like When when Jesus calls people by name, things change because it it just dignifies you. It shows that I'm here with you. And so we all do different things throughout our week. We go to the grocery store. We go to the bank. We go into a coffee shop. We have coworkers. I want to encourage you in all of your interactions, those small ones this week. Call the person by name.
1: Mm-hmm. If, if they don't
0: have a name tag on, ask them their name and call them by name. If they do, call them by name and uh, and see what happens. Can I
1: throw a plus one on? Yeah, that? please. This is a trick that I use all the time. Yeah, I, well, you should
2: have shut him down. You could have been like, no. Yeah, I, mission I, momentum. No. But, I, uh,
0: but my temperament is I'm, just so I'm excited okay. about it. I'm everything. helping Brad. <laughs> yes. Okay, great. Uh,
1: I keep a note in my phone of like places that I visit, so that I can write down people's names, so I can remember. That's them. really
0: great. Yeah. So even start a note. So yeah, call it, them by name and then start a note saying, "Hey, at Huntington Bank, I, I Katie, because yep. that's the person I spoke to. If, I, that, really if that if
2: that helps you, yeah. I'd literally you just remember everyone's name. Like it's I, insane I, that you have like that gift. Well, I also, uh, yeah, yeah. I thanks for that. I think <laughs> I, I was.
0: Well, what I was trying to say is, is well, I gift. just get excited. Like yeah, and, and I val- and I really I love it because I, well, I also think we how we receive is also how we give a lot. Like when people remember my name, I'm just yep. so honored by it. I'm like, cause you know me. And, uh,
2: well, I think, I think just, it's so yeah. important that, uh, honestly praying for the gift to be able to remember people's names or to have mm-hmm. the ability to, 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 care about their name enough to do what you're talking about, Aaron is something to be praying for.
0: Yeah, that's really good. Well, uh, friends, this is, uh, the show where encounter meets mission. We've talked mm-hmm. a little bit about, mm-hmm. uh, evangelizing and we hope that you had an encounter with a new thought there. And we gave mission momentum where we can go on to mission. Another way to be on mission is share this episode with a friend who might, uh, need it. Someone who might be, uh, wanting to take the next step in faith and not knowing how to, we want to be a community for you, for them and for anyone who loves mission. And with that, we want to remind you as always that mission mission makes makes sense. sense. And we'll see you next week here
2: on beyond Damascus.